was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. Skirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Chot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking all about the Star Wars Day at Sea. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers, uh, click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you too can become a patron of Tashi Station Radio. And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. And speaking of the Patreon, we have updated uh, the patron rewards. Yes. $5 level gets you access to a monthly Inside Baseball uh, article from me on some tips and tricks and behind-the-scenes looks at what it takes to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the $10 level? Uh, the $10 level is... Um, I should have looked at this. <laughs> You should bring up the Patreon! Gonna... <laughs> We're a professional, professional podcast everyone professional outlet here uh <laughs> let's pull up the patreon uh uh oh um uh, the slack group yes access to the tashi station slack group where you can pitch articles uh column ideas or podcast topics uh that we'll take a look at and consider and maybe your idea gets used on the show yes we'll talk about stuff you want us to talk about instead of stuff we want to talk about <laughs> And the uh, $20 pledge is, um, this one. This one's interesting. Uh, the $20 pledge gets you access to one of two things, depending on what you want. Either a consult by me to help you launch a blog or a podcast, or editing services by Nancy for your fiction stories. Yep, if you are writing fiction, or even nonfiction, because I've done that before, uh, I'll take a look and give you some thoughts and feedback. And Nancy does have experience as an editor, so. I was an editor, actually. I mean, I still kind of am. It's just not my job title right now, but I do editing at my job, <laughs> my day job. So, yes, that's the uh, new patron, Patreon patron rewards. So throw in a couple bucks a month, help us keep the lights on, and get some cool rewards for yourself. Yes, thank you, everyone. It's really just to cover costs. Yeah. And we have a really good idea for swag for next domestic celebration wherever that may be oh, i can't wait and, to do uh, that our friend jay from 1138 suggested it and it's it's the best idea if you follow us on twitter you've probably seen it but <laughs> <laughs> all right nancy hey what is new on the blog uh well we've been gone for a few weeks so we got a bunch of stuff we've got three Re rebels reviews for legends of the lasat the call and homecoming and in case you haven't figured out how we do the reviews, we basically do a roundtable 
So it's Brian, me, Bria, and Saf who do the Rebels reviews, and we basically just go in a circle uh, and then restart. And thankfully, it's actually been working out where the where the season finale, we're done with the rotation, so we all give our thoughts on the season finale, basically, like how we've done the trailers. And uh, we've got two comic reviews from Bria, Darth Vader number 16, and Star Wars number 16 which all seem to be coming at the numbers line up very nicely for people like me who like order. Uh, and then while we were gone on our cruise, Bria revealed uh, that, well, first of all, there was an incident with uh, Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter when he uh, was sick of people asking if the, if the ashes where Kylo deposits his helmet in the torture room were Vader's ashes. And he said, no, it's Millicent the Cat's litter box. And Millicent the Cat is apparently General Hux's cat. So we missed that while we were gone on the cruise. Uh, Tumblr went nuts. And Bria uh, revealed that Millicent the Cat is, in fact, Supreme Leader Snoke. So all you people thinking Snoke is Plagueis, Snoke is Thrawn, Snoke is so-and-so. No. Snoke is Millicent the Cat. Deal with it. Um... And then we've also got some sneak peek at Lego Summer 2016 sets by Matthew, of course, our Lego guru on Tashi Station. And finally, we also started a book club over on Goodreads. Um, this basically started because I have been trying to read more books this year. Um, 20, 26 is my goal, so two books a month. And I'm trying to read books that are not Star Wars <laughs> and catch up on all of the science fiction books I've missed over the years and the new ones that are coming out that I want to keep up with the genre. So while we were away, um, I was, you know, reading some new books, which I'll talk about later. And I decided that I wanted to, uh, as I was posting, I'm like, maybe I should start a book club because, you know, I started using Goodreads more and I just tossed the idea out there. Would anyone be interested in a book club or in reading along with me? And people were. So I started one. I think we've got 18 members so far, which is good. And, you know, it's, it's we're not trying to have like hundreds of members or anything. You know, we're not sword and laser. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just I'll pick a book every month. And if you want to read it, you can read it along with me and discuss it if you don't want to. Uh, you can just ignore it and uh, we'll do a podcast every month wrapping up the book pick. So it'll be fun. And that's one of potentially two new podcasts we'll be starting soon. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, just a monthly, you know, half an hour discussion between me and you on the book and what we thought and all that stuff. And the and for the book club, we are picking exclusively books that are written by people from minority perspectives so women so women people of color queer authors yeah uh basically if you follow the uh, lightspeed magazine has their blank destroy science fiction anthologies every year if you can you know basically we're gonna follow that method we're picking authors who would have gone in that anthology so um 
because we read I and you know it's not to say we'll never pick an off a book by like you know John Scalzi or something but we're trying to pick books by women or people of color and stuff so yay book club yay very cool as for me, I've been reading Caliban's War, uh, the second book in The Expanse. Not written by, Not <laughs> written by written, white dudes, Brian. Written by a pair of white dudes. <laughs> but this is why you're joining the other book club. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not saying you can't read books by straight white male authors, but, you know, it's also nice to broaden your horizons. Exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's it. I've been just getting caught up on things since getting back from the <laughs> but you read the one book pretty fast yeah yeah uh, the first book. book first book was uh first book was good mm-hmm. um i'm enjoying the second one as well the second one features more ladies which is great yes it's almost as if they might have gotten feedback about that and decided to fix it what a um, novel concept right instead of getting all defensive and being like what are you talking about we love women be like hmm, maybe they've got a point we should listen <laughs> to the woman uh, all right, that brings us over into Deke's Dirt News from Around Fandom. We're starting with ele- an electronic music no, compilation. We, s- we skipped Fixer's Flash. We you, were just... A- oh. No, you went to what you were doing. Right. You went from the book club into what well, you we were went- doing. <laughs> I, I did that because you started talking about the books you had been reading, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, we're at Fixer's Flash. <laughs> Okay, let's officially do Fixer's Flash. Yeah, let's Flash. officially do Fixer's Flash. I didn't talk about the other books I read. Okay, have which at Which was it. The Perfect Weapon by Delilah, Delilah Dawson. I finally read that. Uh, that came out, I think, in November? And it's about Bazine Natal, who's the lady in Mass's Castle, who says that, who tells the First Order they found BB-8. Um, and it's a pretty good book. It's 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 a, it's a novella, so it won't take you that tong- long to read it. Um, and I definitely would like to see her write more books in Star Wars. And I'm pretty sure she would like to, too, since she's a big Star Wars fan. So that's always cool when authors who are Star Wars fans get to write in Star Wars. And uh, I also started reading a series, which was I was referring to before. Uh, so since I started getting more into science fiction in general, and writing, I kept hearing about Lois McMaster Bujold, who apparently is one of the greatest science fiction authors of our time, and I have never read any of her books until now, and I am very, very angry that no one took Teenage Nancy aside and put one of her books in front of her face and said, read this, it will be formative and change your life, because... It would have been formative to Teenage Nancy's life. Teenage Nancy, who was stuck reading Expanded Universe books that were sometimes not very good. <laughs> and uh, But um, I am very glad I have finally sat down and read them. Uh, specifically, I'm reading the Vorkosigan books. And I started with Shards of Honor. I'm now reading Berear. And I'm considering skipping ahead... 16 or so books to read the newest book that just came out last month or this month uh, because I like the series that much. So yeah, I have a new obsession. If you follow me on Twitter, I apologize because I will be talking about it a lot and quoting lines because they're very quotable and it'll be just like when I read Mage Worlds. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Basically, I'm just like very mad because I should have been reading all these books when I was a teenager and I didn't. Because, you know why? Because of Star Wars, 
darn you Star Wars, but no, I that don't darn you Star Wars because I like reading Star Wars. It was high school and my stupid IB classes that made me do homework all the time. Didn't give you a chance to read anything else. No. Urgh. They should have made me read Bujold in high school and not like stupid. Uh, I can't think of a stupid book off the top of my head I had to read. But Great Expectations? I didn't have to read that one. Oh, uh, A Tale of Two Cities. I had to read that one. Uh, well, it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, I don't like reading classics, though. <laughs> We've discussed this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't take place in space. Uh, and like I said, I read Caliban's War. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now we're done with Fixer Slash. Okay. Deekstert. <laughs> News from around fandom. Uh... An electronic music compilation coming with Lucasfilm's blessing, including a video for Jabba's flow. Yep, that's the uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda track that we've all been wanting to Give get. it to us. Yes. Uh, so the album is called Headspace, and you can listen to a few tracks over at their website, uh, StarWarsHeadspace.com. Um, and I, I know we know one person who's, who's listened to some of it and they said it's pretty good if you're into electronic music. Um, but hopefully we will get, uh, single versions or some sort of release of the Lin-Manuel Miranda tracks. I'm actually hoping that they come out with a full soundtrack like they did for the special editions and later, uh, Phantom Menace, uh, because there's a lot of stuff from the from the movie that we don't have uh music wise so yes please yeah. full soundtrack yes. uh the mystery of boshek has been solved yeah i had no idea that no one knew who played Bo if you don't know who boshek is boshek is a dude that obi-wan was talking to at the cantina he's got the sideburns guy sideburns guy with this like space suit he, on he's the one who looks over his shoulder and says and quite silently says yeah not me but talk to chewy yeah uh but apparently yeah um the actor wasn't known until recently and uh they tried they found out who played him unfortunately he is no longer alive but it uh it, it's you know, I know they have these panels at Celebration that Pablo Hidalgo does. They talk about all the stuff in the cantina and the people who are there. So it's it's amazing that they like this sort of information wasn't known. Like, and why they do so much art archival work now because they don't want that to happen. With exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes to show like what you know the budget Star Wars had and how people thought it wasn't going to do any good because this sort of thing actually happened so uh let's see new there is going to be a new force awakens comic adaptation five issues starting in june and written or drawn by luke ross and written by chuck wendig yay i am very happy i'm excited yeah i really like chuck's work i'm really looking forward to see uh what he does in the comic sphere and i'm glad we haven't chased him off me too It'll be nice to see how the story works as far as an adaptation goes, like if it's a more of a straight adaptation or if they... Or if it's more of kind of a shat or um, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, more character focused. Yeah. What's going on off screen between the lines kind of adaptation. Yes. 
So, yes, I'm excited for that. Uh, that starts in June, and don't forget the um, Poe Dameron comic, which we're all very, very excited about, also starts in April. Yes, I am mad it's not starting now. <laughs> I need it. We need to pre-order it. We do. Brian, I put it on it. your pull list. I don't have a pull list. You put it on yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us over to Big's Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Star Wars film news, and I mean, we've got kind of a bit of news here. Yes. Uh, episode 8 has started production. Yay! Uh, they had a little production teaser in which uh, they are on Skellig Michael recreating the final shot mm-hmm. from uh, The Force Awakens, and then Ryan Johnson calls cut just as the music's swelling, and everyone's excited. Welcome to episode 8. Uh, but there's uh, some... News here, which uh, actually is news news. Um, we'd heard about Benicio Del Toro for a while yes. uh, as being involved in playing some villain in the film. This is official confirmation that Benicio Del Toro is in the film. Yes. And um, also, this one came out of left field, but I'm super excited for mm-hmm. it. Uh, Laura Dern has been added to the cast. Laura Dern, you may remember from such films as... Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. <laughs> among many others. Among many, she others. was an October Sky, right? She, she was, was an October Sky, yes, and was the subject of Ellen's crush in her sitcom. Yes, <laughs> but yes, uh, we are. I was very excited to see Laura Dern was in it because I know a lot of girls my age and younger loved Ellie Sattler when they were younger, and you know it was really cool to see a female scientists running around chasing dinosaurs so yay laura dern yes and now we have to you know wait for a year of who are they gonna play although i'm thinking i'm hoping that maybe this it won't be as secretive this time around with ryan johnson as director well they they also don't have to use the secrecy to prime the pr- pump on the whole franchise yeah. this time. Well, the I'll- engine's purring along and humming nicely yeah, now. It was it was a matter of we had no idea what the galaxy looked like, and now we at least know what the galaxy looks like, so hopefully there won't be as much secrecy, but ha ha ha, we know how Star Wars works. Although what's hilarious is we now have more video of... <laughs> episode eight that we do of rogue one yeah that's true <laughs> and i will i will admit that i kind of made an unintelligible noise and was covering my mouth when they showed luke because i was i was kind of really worried they were gonna hide him again until episode eight and i was like do not do that to me i cannot do that for another two years <laughs> So hopefully we'll see him in some trailers and stuff. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, episode 8 is underway. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Hopefully uh, those of you going to Celebration Europe get some more information that you can share with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, is it time for Cammy's Concerns? I believe it is. Uh, I, I, I think so. So, N- Nancy, w- what are we talking about this week? We're talking about our time on the Disney Fantasy for a week-long Western Caribbean cruise featuring Star Wars Day at Sea. Yeah, so the Disney Cruise Line, um, how many sailings? They have eight sailings. Yes. Uh, this year. Aboard the Disney Fantasy on their Western Caribbean itinerary that features what they are calling Star Wars Day at Sea. 
imagine if you've been to Disney World um, the last few years, Star Wars weekends, except on a boat at sea Mm -hmm. with cheap liquor. Okay. And yeah, Star Wars, there are stormtroopers that are walking around the deck everywhere. Uh, Jawas, Jawas, Sand People, Imperial officers, random other characters walking around. There was apparently even Ahsoka Tano walking around. Sabine was out there. They had a meet and greet with uh, characters you could sign up for to get to have an actual meet and greet. You and I got our photo with Captain Phasma. Yes. This is the only place at any Disney property. Right now. Right now, where you can get a picture with Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. Do we want to um, go through... Well, you've got the itinerary of what happened that I day, do. so I will let you take the lead on this. Okay. Do you want to do the whole cruise, or just that day? Uh, let's just do that day, because <laughs> I think we're going to save the whole cruise for... Our new podcast. Uh, yes. Which we're working on. <laughs> yes. So Wednesday was the Star Wars Day at Sea. Uh, we started off. Um, so on the Disney Cruise Line, they give you in most other most cruise lines have this. They have what they call it the navig the personal navigator, which is the schedule for the following day, and it has a grid of all the activities going on. It has articles highlighting the big events that day in the theater it has what the menus are what places are open for lunch and breakfast and dinner um and then it highlights other things that are going on like trivia and blah 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 and you know just other informative articles uh disney cruise line also has a navigator app which you can use on your phones and which is very helpful so you don't have to carry around the paper all day so um, the navigator had said that they were going to be doing the Star special Star Wars horn, uh, at certain times the, at specific hours of the day. Yeah. So the Disney Fantasy has a ship horn. Yes. That is very cool because it's modulated to play a full chromatic scale worth of notes. And the one that is on all of the Disney ships is when you wish upon a star. Uh, but some of the other ships, uh. So the Magic and the Wonder are the older ships, and I think they just have When You Wish Upon a Star. Now, the Dream and the Fantasy are the newer ships, so they can play more songs. So they they have that one. They have Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. They have A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Uh, I think the Dream has Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And for Star Wars Day, they added the first notes of the Imperial March. So, yes, imagine one of those big, deep, bellowing <laughs> ship horns mm-hmm. playing... Bum, 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 bum. And you can, you can find it online. I, I, uh, I tweeted a video of it, and I, I know if you just Google Disney Fantasy Imperial March ship horn, you can find a YouTube video of it. It's very, it's, very cool. It's pretty magical. Yeah. So um, I got up earlier than you. You were not feeling so good, so you stayed in bed for a little while. And I went up to the deck with our friend and um, to get breakfast. 
And we ate it out near the pool deck, and it was a little bit before nine, so we were waiting to hear the horn, which was going to play at nine. So meanwhile, they were playing on the Funnel Vision, which is the big TV. Yeah, they have a jumbotron on one of the ship's funnels. Yeah, so you that's by the pool, and usually they play uh, movies. For Star Wars Day, they were playing like various clips. And also Rebels episodes. So while we were up there, we saw um, the Force Awakens trailer. We saw um, what is it? Oh, we saw some of like some music videos with like Duel the Fates and other going songs. back to the MTV era. Yeah, um, and it was just you know it was pretty very cool you know just getting you pumped for Star Wars all day. And then at nine the horn you know came on, and then they started playing all the Rebels short films like the character intros that they made for star wars weekends um and i think they were doing all of season one of rebels because you know when we were in and out of the pool deck throughout the day they were showing like i'm like oh this is uh you know this episode rise of the old masters oh fight or flight and they were pretty much going in order so i think that's what they were doing so um we had breakfast we did that and then i we came back to the room and got ready we had our dark side meet and greet at i think 10 20 yes so how they did the meet and greets was you had a slip of paper in your stateroom and you could sign up for one of three meet and greets and you put them in order of your preference so they had dark side which was meet either a dark lord of the sith or captain of the first order on the bridge or something like that and then Tatooine was meet uh, droids or a denizen of the dark side. And then Bespin was meet a bounty hunter or a friend of the rebellion or something. So it's basically you could either meet Captain Phasma or Vader, the droids or Darth Maul or Chewie or Boba Fett. So we ranked our preferences and we got the dark side meet and greet on Wednesday and the tattooing meet and greet on Thursday. So we went and got our went got in line for a dark side meet and greet and it's very good cool because they ha- they give you tickets for a time so you don't have to wait in line really. You just go in, there's maybe like five groups ahead of you. I think we were in line for like 10 minutes at the most. Um and we were very excited because we wanted to get Captain Phasma because we've gotten Darth, we've seen Darth Vader before. We've gotten our picture with Darth Vader before. You can get Darth Vader at the parks, or at least you could at this point in time. And you can't get Phasma anywhere. So we got to the room and we're very excited to see Captain Phasma there. And uh, she is very tall and she's very intimidating. <laughs> it cannot be overstated and how intimidating Captain Phasma so is. So she just kind of stares down at you and, you know, gestures with her gun. And she's staring at me. She's like, who's in charge here? And Brian, of course, pointed to me. And she looks, she's like, mm, commendable job. Stand here. <laughs> and basically you just stand and put a big picture. She's like, very well, leave. <laughs> and it's like thank you captain goodbye captain (laughs) (laughs) um but uh it was a very cool meet and greet and i love the the photo is currently my twitter avatar because the height difference is hilarious um after that we went out to deck four and just kind of sat around on the lounge chairs they have there deck four is like where they have the 
promenade walking deck. You can walk around the ship or jog. And they have lounge chairs there that you can sit down on, um, which is nice if you don't have a balcony or don't feel like going up to the pool deck. And uh, this is where they had the troopers going around. We saw a bunch of little kids getting their pictures with them and uh, a little Captain Phasma, which was adorable. And then there was a little kid who had a fin jacket and his dad was like, hey, didn't you used to work for these guys? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he sold him out. It was sad. So then they had the pool patrol. Do you want to talk about the pool patrol? The pool patrol. So up on one of the top decks uh, is the... Pool. Main pool. Uh, all the pools, really. Yeah, all the pools are there, but uh, we're, we're around the main pool. And the pool patrol is, while you're out there swimming or on a lounge chair catching some sun, uh, some stormtroopers start so these patrolling were the OT deck. OT troopers. Yeah, original too. trilogy troopers start patrolling a deck. <laughs> and you can stop them, get pictures with them. Um uh, they'd interact with you totally in character, and mm-hmm. then um, after a little while, they they uh, they go back to comply with OSHA regulations and <laughs> not be exposed in the sun for so long. And then up in the funnel, Boba Fett shows up mm-hmm. and just starts menacing the whole deck from his perch on high. Yep. And it was like, if you've been to Star Wars Weekends, you've seen where Boba Fett is on the stage and just basically you know, points at people and talks to them as they go by. It was basically this, but he was standing on the funnel. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, and after that, I think you and I just stayed there for a while and watched the funnel vision because the horn was supposed to go blow again at noon. So they had, you know, they were showing some videos on the funnel vision. The cruise, the captain and the cruise director came on to make their announcements. And they're like, all right, after this, we're going to show play the horn. And <laughs> everyone was still jumped when it came on. It's so loud. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, then we did lunch, which had some special Star Wars themed items. Yes. I got the Darth Vader burger, which featured bacon, cheese, and a very black bun. I think I just got regular chicken fingers i don't remember what i got actually (laughs) but uh and then after that we went to a event called star wars 101 which uh, was run by jess uh one of the entertainment staff and uh who is awesome yes uh Jess, Jess won high praise from uh, Pablo Hidalgo and several other uh, VIPs who have been on board the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jess ran through this uh, presentation of essentially what's happened in the Star Wars universe so far, mm-hmm. and it, it was neat. It was a it was a very cute and fun uh, presentation. Yeah, it was good if you didn't know anything about Star Wars. But we went. And obviously know a lot about Star Wars. Um, and it was still pretty, you know, interesting. And she did a really good job at, like, condensing everything down to 45 minutes, which is really, really hard. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And I think after that, we went back outside to deck four because we were kind of feeling a little queasy. It was uh, a rough day at actually, sea. Um, yeah, it was a rough day at sea. Um, you got accosted by First Order Troopers. I did. I did my Jedi mind trick. And they went they, they went away. It was, I told them to move along and they did. Yep. It was very cool. <laughs> uh, and then I went to the cost, the first costume celebration. They had two of these throughout the day. 
And it wasn't a contest. It was just basically everyone who was wearing a, a costume could come to the atrium. And they said, you know, all of the heroes come up. And they all came and like they pulled. There were so many little tiny rays. There were little tiny rays. There were little tiny phasmas. There were little tiny Leia's, every Vader's, every everyone. I was like, I'm standing up above and trying to count how many Kylo Rens and how many Darth Vaders there were, and it was very cute. Uh, so they would, you know, kind of parade around and they'd pull a few people out to talk about their costumes, you know, and, you know, it was the kids, you know, saying, I love this character. And then there were some people who, you know, had been, who were in, you know, 501st or Rebel Legion or, you know, who had just made their costumes on their own. So, um, it was it was a cool event and it was one of the best things about the day was just seeing everyone who was so into Star Wars all day long. And even just if you weren't in costume, just to see everyone who was wearing different Star Wars shirts and stuff. Um, so after that, we went to see um, the guest speaker for the day, who was Keith Kellogg, who is an animator or uh, animation supervisor for Star Wars Rebels. And yeah, that it was a really interesting, uh, interesting keynote um, because he broke down a lot of behind the scenes and inside baseball, sort of what goes on into producing this animated show where all of your animators are overseas and a lot don't speak English. <laughs> so he, a part of what he has to do is he will act out in front of a video camera what he wants to what he wants the characters to do and he mm -hmm. sends this video file overseas he gets the animators over there to work on it he gets a proof back and then makes some tweaks mm -hmm. and then uh, sends it along the way um, and we also learn that he will actually there are certain things that he actually will personally do himself yeah there's uh, i think they said the one shot uh, from fire across the galaxy where all the TIE fighters are coming towards them, that they actually, they did that in-house instead of using the overseas animators just because there were so many pieces involved in it that they knew they had to do that themselves. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very interesting uh, talk. There was some stuff I knew just from like going to other conventions, but it was cool to see you know how the process and how long the process is to make an episode <laughs> they said right now they're doing episodes for like season three um and apparently and they, they've got like six stages of development yeah and they've got four episodes in each one of those stages yeah. at any at all times yeah it's crazy <laughs> um so that was cool he did two uh shows but we just saw the second one then we went back up to deck four again, uh, went to see the second costume celebration, uh, went back out to deck four. Um, they had more characters roaming around. This is where I got the Sand Trooper picture. That is my current Twitter header. Uh, sand Trooper. Or Sand People. Yeah. Or Sand Person at the balcony overlooking just, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some cognitive dissonance it's, there that I love. It, it, he was just kind of like, because the two of them came out. I think one of them was having problems with the costume because he and the handler went back inside. So the one was just kind of out there by himself and no one was coming up to them to like talk. It was just me, you, I think like your family. And then like we're just sitting on the uh, chairs and no one else was around. So he just kind of like he had his, you know, stick and 
he just kind of looked around a little bit and went up to the railing in his, you know, Tuscan Raider walk and just, you know, stared out at the sea for a little while. <laughs> Probably thinking, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand. What is this water? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, we saw, like, a we saw some other, so we saw Jawas. I think Jawa tried to trade your dad's iPhone for like an oversized cotton ball. Yeah. And he said, Oh no, I don't think so. So yeah, that was funny. Um, after that was dinner. I'm going to let you talk about dinner because you actually experienced dinner. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Dinner was delightful. There was a specialized menu that they'd made for uh, dinner that night, uh, complete with holographic inserts. Yeah. It was a very cool menu. (laughs) It was, I really wanted to steal it. Mm -hmm. I didn't. But I wanted to. I know. I mean, it had everything from bantha steak to uh, oh, what were some of the other items on there? Uh, no, they was nerf steak. Nerf steak. Um, they had like like pasta, and it was all Star Wars names. So it was very. I'll, I'll look up. I'll look up the actual menu. And it was it was going. actually the biggest menu um, on the whole cruise. Yeah. And. Uh, there were also appropriately themed Star Wars desserts. I got the uh, Han Solo carbonite ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, what was the one with the uh, Leia buns? Oh, it was some sort of like apricot pudding with two cookies. Yeah, on the sides, um, looked like uh, Leia buns. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, dinner was absolutely delightful. Oh, here I've got it. Uh, let's see, they've got. Um, let's see. Some of the appetizers were sand people salad. You got the bantha steak empanadas. Which was delicious. I got the Jar Jar Binks New York chowder. <laughs> New York chowder. Yeah. Um, I, I got the Qui-Gon's crisp chicken uh, with force crushed potatoes. And you got Lord Vader's nerf steak. The right. nerf steak was really yeah. good. I unfortunately did not eat all of my meal because, as we said, uh, the sh- seas were kind of rocky this and day. We were in the worst restaurant. There, th- there are three main dining restaurants aboard all Disney ships. Mm-hmm. We were in the one called Animator's Palette. Yeah, Animator's Palette is really cool because they have these screens everywhere, which mm-hmm. they can put all sorts of different displays onto. The problem is there are no windows. Nope. And it's in the very back of the ship. Uh-huh. Where you feel all the motion. Uh-huh. And I think we'd been having like 15, 20 foot swells that day. Yeah, it was n- it was not a smooth day. No. And uh, I was not feeling re- very great. So uh, I finally sucked it up because um, I had gotten sick the first sea day. Which also, coincidentally, was an animator's palette. Um, and then the day before, I started feeling a little ill. No, I think that was the that was our. Yeah, this was our our third time, first. I can't remember how many times we've been in animators. I think I can't remember. But anyway, that was the second. Uh, yeah, trip that in was the second time palette. animator's palette. So, um, it was just not. So Super pleasant. So I ended up getting up halfway through and leaving and going to watch some of The Force Awakens <laughs> because the theater was in the very middle of the ship. And although we we should 
take a little detour to segue and talk about this. Uh, the very cool thing about Disney Cruise Line uh-huh. is they actually have a working cinema yes, on board. Where they show first run movies. They show first run movies. They go into their archives and dig out other films they have. So this was the first time I got to see Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on the big screen. Yeah, we did. Uh, I think we did M- Return of the Jedi the day before and Empire the day before that. And we also saw New Hope, too, which you had seen before. But we made it a point to see Empire. We saw Late Night at Empire, a Late Night Empire viewing. Which was very, very fun. Actually, I think it was the same day. We saw Empire and or A New Hope and Empire the same day. Yeah. And then the next day we watched Jedi. Um, So that was very cool because kind of like, you know, got us in the mood for it. Boy, big screen is how you have to see all these, but especially Empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, I I love Empire, but I had no idea how amazing it really, really could be until mm-hmm. I saw it on the big screen. And what about the Starfighter battle in Jedi? Oh my, <laughs> the best Starfighter battle in all of Star Wars, amazing on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So we were already seeing, and and I I did end up going to see some of Revenge of the Sith. Um, Unfortunately, just because of scheduling, we never got a good chance to go see the prequels (laughs) uh, because there are so many other things going on. Um, It's a lot like going to a convention when you're on a cruise. Um, Prepare to want to do a lot of things, but not doing all of them. And then the problem is also on a cruise, you're on vacation. So while you're like, yeah, I'm going to go see the... Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Ridges of and New Hope and blah blah. You, you wind up uh, just sitting by the pool. You wind reading. up sitting by the pool and reading a book for three hours. Yeah. And you know it's a vacation, so sorry, prequels. We still like you. <laughs> um, and oh, so so I left during dinner, um, and I had taken some motion sickness medicine earlier in the day, so it was starting to work. I was starting to feel better. But I just needed to get out of the restaurant a little bit. So I ended up going to see uh, uh, The Force Awakens. I got there during the Takedana battle and actually got to you know, see Poe come in and swoop all, kill all the TIE fighters. Well-timed. It was well-timed. So then I came back. I ate some, some of my food. Unfortunately, missed dinner uh, or missed dessert. Because I was, I was feeling better by that time, but I was like, I don't want to Not going to chance it. So I left as soon as we were done. I went back to the movie theater and saw the end of the movie. So it was from like a little bit before Torn Apart to the end. Um, so then after that, we went up to the deck. They were showing, they were having a little show called Star Wars Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. And if you've been to Magic Kingdom, they have an attraction called Enchanted Tales with Belle, where you can go in and act out Beauty and the Beast, and they give you little cardboard things to hold in front of you so you can be like the Beast and um, the uh, Cogsworth and, you know, just all the characters. Same idea, except swap out Beauty and the Beast with the original trilogy. Yeah. It was very, very cute. Uh, we only saw the first part, which was A New Hope, obviously. Um, but the kid playing Luke was very cute. <laughs> the guy playing Darth Vader was funny. Uh, after that, we went back downstairs because they were showing uh, The Force Awakens as the main show for the evening, um, both in the 
movie theater and the big big theater. So we ended up showing it in the seeing it in the movie theater because it was not 3D as opposed to the one in the big theater which was 3D. And that was our 13th time seeing Force Awakens? Yes. And what are your thoughts, Brian? I still love this movie <laughs> so much. Yeah. Uh no, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I can't think of a better way to cap mm-hmm. Star Wars Day at Sea. Mm-hmm. Well, I can think of two better ways, which we'll get to, than with a viewing of The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. And even if the people around us were kind of annoying, uh, it's still a great movie. And it was great to see with a full theater because, you know, now you go see it and it's, you know, there's not many people in the theater anymore. But it was great to see everyone still so excited. And there were some people who hadn't seen the lady in front of us, I don't think, had seen it before because she was kind of like, you know, you know, she applauded when Han came out and she was like, oh, when Leia came out and when uh, Han died, she kind of was like, and still cheers when Ray gets the lightsaber. Oh, yes. Yes. Whole theater. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah. And then what did we do after that, Brian? I think it was time to head head topside. It was. Because Disney Cruise Line has another special perk. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to uh, shoot fireworks at sea. Mm -hmm. So we went topside. Uh, There was a special little performance stage show in which a bunch of the uh, characters who'd been aboard the ship all day came out, mm-hmm. uh, said hi to everyone. It's very similar to how they used to close out Star Wars weekends. Um, and then John Williams starts playing and mm-hmm. fireworks happen. Yay! Which was just wonderful. It was wonderful. Now, if you go, if you've been to Star Wars Day at Sea, you will know that these fireworks are amazing. However, if you go to see the fireworks at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they are better and longer. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that was really the end of the family activities. There was mm-hmm. there was also a special buffet they opened up with Star Wars themed snacks and desserts. Yeah. But you and I went down into the adults club. Because something very important was about to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Star Wars super fan trivia. Yes. And they take this one seriously. Yes, they do. <laughs> I, I, I'll let you. <laughs> oh, you talk about I it. I talk about it? Yes, because okay. I was too, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so, I was. but <laughs> So they do trivia all throughout the cruise. Which we participated in. We did. We won 90s trivia, Disney Tunes trivia. Uh-huh. Uh, what was the other one we won? 80s trivia. 80s trivia. <laughs> 80s music trivia. 80s music trivia. Um, but uh, normally you just walk in, you grab a sheet of paper and a pencil, and whoever has the highest score at the end wins. This was a different piece of trivia. They took this one really seriously, because as soon as you walk in, they hand you this weird-looking fastest finger cell phone contraption. Yeah. <laughs> Because they want to weed down. It was like if you've ever, if you remember when they had Who Wants to Be a Millionaire at Hollywood Studios, this was like the thing that they had where you put in your answers. Yeah, so they they wanted to weed down 150 contestants or so to 20. 
Mm-hmm. And they did a round of, what was it, 10 questions or 20? I think it was 20 questions where to get into the final 20 or the uh, 20 contestants for the game, you had to have a combination of correct answers and speed. Yes. So after that round of questions, you and I made it to the final 20. Yes, which was very cool. Uh, that After that, we they gave us a whiteboard. Uh, and they gave us a, you know, they asked a question and we had to write down the answer. And I think it was multiple choice at this point in time. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't? It was a total fill in the blank. Oh, okay. Well then, so we did that. And it was, if you got a question wrong, you, you were, were out. out. Uh, although a few of them, they didn't take people out, which I was like, whatever. But um, Of course, those were the questions where you and I were the only ones to get them right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So they eventually, after a, after a bit of that, they narrowed it down to five people. So it was like the regular round, then it was the Jedi Knight round, the Jedi Master round. So eventually you and I were ended up in the final Which five. was the final five, the Jedi Master round. Yes, and, and got up on stage. And Nancy <laughs> ran away with it. No, you have to tell this one story first. Oh, well, in in the final five, Jess, the awesome Star Wars staff host. member host, yes. uh, goes through and asks everyone to introduce themselves in the final five, mm-hmm. the Jedi Say Masters. Say where you're from. Where you're from. And um, you and I are standing next to each other. Yeah. And then our friend who's in the audience shouts, there, man. No, this is not what happened. Yes, that is what happened. She no. shouted, they're married. No. Jess asked who are, she asked, so she came to me and I said, Nancy from Orlando. And then she went to you, who's standing right next to me, and you said, you're Brian from Orlando. And she kind of went <gasps> and looked back and forth. She goes, do you two know each other? And then you held up your ring and then our friend yelled out, they're married. And she's like, you guys are married? <laughs> and we said yes. And then she asked, what are you going to do if uh, you you get to the final two? And Brian said. Uh, well, I fully expect Nancy to win. <laughs> and that's true. I fully expected Nancy to win. She's way better on the trivia than I am. And Jess was like, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Um, so this one was, they gave us lightsabers and they, she asked the question and when you knew the answer, you had to turn your lightsaber on. So that was our, that was the, the, our buzzer was the lightsaber. And I don't remember what the first questions were. (laughs) Do you remember what they were? I don't remember what they were either, but all I remember is, uh, you ran away with it. (laughs) And she just pulled you aside and said, yeah, you're into the final. <laughs> yes. It's like, aww. <laughs> uh, I only, I only uh, buzzed in quick enough to get one in. And mm-hmm. of course, the one I get is where I get to recite. Mm-hmm. There, there was a question where you finished the rest of the quote. Yeah. And I got half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah. I did. I did the. Uh, it's a ship that made the Kessel run in less than twelve parsecs. <laughs> I did that one. Nice. Uh, I think the other one I got was, uh, what is Yavin called during or what do they call and the you, Yavin base? You guessed and got it. Base one. Well, because I sh- they had they had used that earlier, and um, 
I had they had used that earlier during one of the multiple choice questions because the fastest finger ones were multiple choice and I was like base one sounds familiar and then I was like oh yeah that's the Yavin base so that was already in my head and then the other one was where does Uncle Owen say Luke needs to bring the droids uh and or which like what ridge and I was like, and no one, like, everyone was just standing there. And then I was like, I did the dialogue in my head. And I was like, South? <laughs> and that was when she pulled me aside. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I memorized dialogue <laughs> very easily. Yep. And uh, so I got I got eliminated. Um, I placed third overall. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, I placed third. Oh. Because I, I, don't, I don't remember them saying who was overall yeah so then the final two comes down and it's the first ever final mm-hmm. in this con- contest on any of the uh, cruises that have gone so far that featured two women so congratulations on that yeah and uh, the final round is the hyper what was it the light speed round. light speed round and they have you turn around <laughs> and start flashing characters rapid fire one by one and you have to name as many as you can yeah and I didn't realize that they were just going to be swipping, sw- going through. Um, I thought it was going to be like, you have to wait until you get it right, and then they flip. But no, they put a char- they put the character up there for a few seconds, and then it switches, whether you get it right or not. So I had to learn really quickly to not dwell on it, because then my brain would get all like caught up on that character, and I'd miss the next one. So... I had gone first just because I wanted to get it over with, but I, I, and I was kind of like, oh, if I had gone second, I might have known what to expect. But still, um, you know, I, I don't remember how many I got, and they didn't tell me how many I got, but I got some of them, and obviously. And then the, uh, well, also we should say who was in the final two. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I did. Oh, you say. did? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to you. <laughs> why do we do a podcast i was reading the thing okay. i was reading the show notes <laughs> um so yeah and then the uh other girl who her name was lauren i believe went um and then they had to tabulate all of the scores uh and once that happened brian i'll let you uh nancy was declared the winner Yay. with the highest score ever so yes, uh, and the first girl to win, and the first girl to win. So Nancy won Star Wars Super Fan Trivia. Yeah, I did. We expected <laughs> nothing less. <Yeah>. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and that really was the end of Star Wars Day at Sea for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean we celebrated with drinks over at La Piazza. Katie, shout out, great <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, but Star Wars Day at Sea, a lot of fun. If you can get yourself a VGT rate mm-hmm. to get aboard next couple of weeks, do it. Yeah. Uh, we've got another friend who's going to be going in April. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And that was just Star Wars Day at Sea. The other six days are just delightful. Yes, it was. So any any other Star Wars Day at Sea thoughts? Uh, no, they had, uh, the next day we went to actually do our second meet and greet on Thursday was also a day at sea. Um, so I think they kind of 
oh, they had some of them they couldn't schedule, so they had some on Thursday as well. So that was cool. Um, if you know people in other staterooms, I think you could end up going to all three if you tag along with them. I don't think they were counting, like, how many people you had just as long as you had a ticket. Yeah. Um, uh, and definitely remember to sign up for them because some people weren't getting meet and greet tickets because you have to sign up by a certain day. Yeah, they leave a card in your stateroom, you fill it out, and they you send, take it to a drop box near guest services. Yep. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, you want to talk about merchandise sometime? Oh, there's so much lovely merchandise. Uh, specialized pins um, that were designed for uh, Disney Cruise Line um, featuring because all sorts Disney of- Disney people love their pins. Disney people love their pins. Mm-hmm. Um, a Dooney and Burke bag, which uh, was being with a Star Wars, a very beautiful blue Star Wars print that was being sold just aboard the ships. Mm-hmm. Nancy may be in possession of it now. I may. Uh, t-shirts, lanyards, Tervis mugs, um, just lots of really neat stuff. And isn't it cool to see uh, her universe stuff being sold aboard Disney ships now? It is very, And this isn't just a Star cool. Wars Day at Sea thing. No, they're they in are, the regular Yep, it's in shops. the regular gift shops. We saw a lot of her universe clothes all over the Oh my goodness, yes, it was ship. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, her universe very well represented on DC all these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, specialized uh, name tags you yeah. can get engraved in Orbrush. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Very, very. And they ha- it's the same type of name bags they have at Star Wars Weekends and Celebration, but this one's a special. Yeah, unique Star color scheme uh, just for Star Wars Day at Sea. Yeah. Uh, you're the captain, I'm the first mate, according to our name tags. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> had to. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that was Star Wars Day at Sea. Would you a lot go, of fun. Would you go again, Brian? Yes. <laughs> you didn't even have to think. No, yeah. I don't have to think. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh so I, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and you, our Patreon subscribers. Check out the link on the blog. Help us keep the lights on. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we are the Tashi Station Network. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll be back with you again later this week. And also, Up Dice and Droids is back. Yay! So long, everyone. Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, 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 oh